are my friends, the Ultimate OD Podcast, wishing everyone a happy Thanksgiving holiday. I hope you have an awesome time with your friends, family. We have a great episode for you, so as you're traveling, be safe. Let's not take our eyes off the prize. We have to keep getting better. We're talking about not being a commodity. We have a little office talk. Closing thought of the episode. This is the Ultimate OD Podcast. Here we go. Welcome to Optometry, the Ultimate OD Podcast. Building better doctors one episode at a time. Here's your host, optometrist and practice owner, Dr. Nick Lilly. All right, my friends, the Ultimate OD Podcast got a very fun episode for you guys as you're traveling to all those Thanksgiving uh, dinners. Please enjoy time with friends, family, all your loved ones. It's a blessing to be able to uh, do what we do and then take time off, work hard, play hard. All right. Also, I will call out that this uh, hopefully is Michigan playing Ohio State. They're both undefeated. Doesn't get much better than that. Best college football weekend for Michigan football is when they play Ohio State and win. Does not happen very often as of late, but I'm feeling good. Let's go, boo. All right. That being said, today I'm talking about one of the things that's been on my mind just constantly for the past year uh, and just went to super overdrive when I was in uh, Vegas for Vision Expo West. It's the idea that we're viewed as commodities, right? Eye care is, or optometry is glasses and contacts, and that's all we are. We can go anywhere and get a prescription or get glasses, and you're no better than the guy down the street. That is my nightmare. I do not want to be viewed as a commodity. That's not why I went to school. That's not why we know what we know. Well, how do you get the general public to not view you as a commodity, all right? Well, when you all do the same thing and that's all that you're viewed as doing, your value is lessened and it comes down to a price thing, okay? Think about this. For what you do, what you offer, what's the farthest someone would drive to come see you versus going to another eye doctor that's close to their home or down the street? How far would they drive? Right? We all have a few people that, you know, we've seen them for a while. They were a patient of ours and they'll drive, you know, hour, hour and a half to come see us. I have a handful of those people and I'm still amazed because even I'm like, man, that's, that's a long drive. I know I, I value what I do, but am I, am I providing that much of a service? And you get some loyal people. All right. Those people should be your, you need to look and see what did you do to give them that kind of faith and confidence in you? All right. Why is there that bond? Why is there that relationship? Now, we'll go into this a little bit down the road, but when I started adding some specialties, myopia management, sclerals, I have people driving quite a far away because of what I do. All right. That makes me feel good. I've been trying like crazy to separate myself, to differentiate myself and not be a commodity. I'm going to give you some ways that you can do the same thing. Number one, on the list, create an emotional connection. Now, if you're from West Michigan, if you've ever been to a Fricano's Pizza, Fricano's Pizza is a pizza place, right? We can get pizza anywhere, everywhere. I don't care where you're at in the United States, there's pizza. 
it's all similar, you know, dough, sauce, cheese, toppings. But we like some more than others. There's a lot of chains. Fricano's is unique, all right? I've been going there since I was a baby. My my parents grew up on uh, Fricano's. I've grown up on Fricano's. Now I'm bringing my kids to Fricano's, all right? When I go there, it's not just the pizza's delicious. I love it. But I think it tastes better because when I go there, it brings me back to that time when I was a kid. When I'd go with my, my dad, my mom, my siblings, you know, we'd have uh, family get-togethers where we'd all go there and just great times at Fricano's, all right? It's not the most, fa- it's not a fancy restaurant. It's not a huge pizza. Everyone gets one pizza for themselves. I mean, it's thin crust, it's greasy, it's but it's that experience, right? I know the owner, he'll come out, he'll talk to us. Uh, he knows my dad. It's just, when I go there, there's something more than the food I'm eating, okay? How do you treat people? How do you treat your patients, right? What can you do to create that environment? I've had it at now where I've had patients that have, uh, I've seen them and I've seen their kids, and I hope to see their kids, right? I just want to create that relationship. When I worked in Cheyenne, Wyoming, Martin Carroll had that, Marty Carroll had that uh, connection with his patients, right? He'd seen their kids, and now their kids were bringing in their kids, right? Three generations, one doctor, that's amazing. How can you create that emotional connection? Do you have loyalty programs? Are you more than a policy? Like, hey, after a year, there's no warranty on this frame. Or you know what, Uh, you've been coming here for years, let me give you a new frame, that's just what we do, all right? How can you be more than a commodity, be more than just a policy, give back, show them that you care, meet expectations, all right? What do they expect? Are you meeting those at the bare minimum? Are you exceeding them? Make exceptions for your patients, right? We know that if we make exceptions for everyone, we're going to go out of business, uh, end of the world, fear, right? It happens so little. Make exceptions, it goes a long way, all right? Sometimes you got to lose every now and then to win in the long run. You burn a bridge, you cut that patient off, they're never coming back again. You have one year where you have to remake frames, you know, one, two times, what or lenses, Um but they keep coming back because you take care of them. You're going to win in the long run. We're marathon runners here. We're not sprinters. All right. Make the emotional connection. Do big things for your patients. They'll remember it. All right. Number two, I like to say this. What is your superpower? Okay. What's your brand? What do people think of when they say family vision optical or family vision optical and dry eye center? or Salisbury Eye Care, you know, Vance Thompson Vision. What do they think of when they hear the name of your office? Are you, like, awesome optical, more frames than they've ever seen before, uh, amazing technology, they have this cutting edge. If it's new, they have it. Dr. Lilly is always reading the latest stuff. He's telling us about all the new things that are out there. We're going to get the latest greatest when we go see him. Are they bargain shoppers? Do you have the best deals? Like you are the lowest game and price in town. If you're looking for just cost shopping, is that where they go? Or do they not really know what you stand for? You're just 
You know, it's where I get an eye exam. All right. What is your brand? Are you promoting it? Are you letting people know what you stand for, what you give them, right? You have to know your brand and then you have to put it out there. That's a superpower. Number three, we need to be more than price, friends, right? If they are only looking at price, we're, we're a commodity, all right? And we're never going to be the lowest person in town. And honestly, you don't want the people looking for the lowest price. They don't value your expertise. They don't value your knowledge. They don't value what you're giving them. They want the cheapest thing. Get out the door. I was that person my first three years, and it was tough. Now that I, I charge what I think I'm worth, and I have high-end stuff, I do all the latest greatest with medical, I have a better quality patient. They know what they're getting when they come to see me. That's fun, okay? Be more than priced. You give a luxury experience. Do you do something different in terms of how you greet them, how they go through the standard eye exam? What's unique about your office, okay? When it comes to giving them options, you know, like if you talk to anyone about an uh, or someone about not being a commodity, they're going to be like, well, you can't just have your prices be transparent. You have to bundle them. You have to kind of deceive, not deceive. Well, deceive. We'll call it deceive. Deceive, hide. You know, you can't get an actual cost of what the frames are because they're the frames with this warranty or we only do this. Like, make it part of what you do. Like, the Excel package or something where they can't just say, well, line item to line item. How much is this? How much is this? How much is this? How much is this? Well, oh, it all comes as a package. This is our premium package. This is what is in it, and that's what it is, right? Ideas. I don't know if I agree with or if I'm all about that one, but that's something you can do. But be more than just a number to the patients and what they're looking for, okay? Next thing you need to do to avoid being a commodity, target a certain segment of customers, all right? We'll call this a niche or finding your avatar, Tune in next week. We're going to have finding, how do you find your avatar? Who are you looking for, for your ideal patient? Okay. Well, you've heard me say this before. You can't be everything to everyone because then you'll be nobody to no one. Okay. Don't be everybody to everyone. You have to know what you do well, what you like doing, what you're good at, what your market will bear, what your market will give you. Okay. So, what are ways you can, you know, target a segment of customers? Well, how about senior care? You want to just take care of all the disease, all the older patients. Well, are you catering the schedule? Do you, are you by a public transportation or do you talk to nursing homes and say, hey, you can bring all your people here. We'll block off the whole day and they can come and go. It'll be one, one big thing. Are you going to them or are you going to nursing homes? Are you doing screenings? Anything more advanced, you'll, they'll have to come to you or whatnot, right? Senior care. I see a lot of dentists in my area that focus on certain segments, especially like pediatrics. I know that when I was looking for a dentist for my kids, hey, they, they're pediatric dentists. It's in their name. Well, that might be where I want to go when I bring my kids there. What is the population you want to serve? If you want to be, you know, family oriented, you want to get all the families in because, you know, once you get the family in or the kids in, the parents will come. And then they'll go and they'll come for years after years after years, right? How do you target families? Well, you have to make sure that your office has after hours, right? After school hours or after work hours 
or weekends, right? How do you target a certain segment of customers? What are you trying to attract, right? You have to know this about yourself, but you do special things for that group. You have now a niche, but you're not a commodity, okay? Be visible and consistent. That's the next thing, all right? How do you do that? One, be active in the environment that you're in, okay? You have to know how far your reach is. If it's a local town like where I live, I'm involved in all the elementaries, all the schools, talk to the local chamber of commerce, the township. I am very active. I try to be seen as much as I possibly can. Uh, If you're a bigger office, you have a bigger reach, right? If you have multiple offices or multiple locations, you can do a radio ad at that point, right? Hit a wider range of people, but be consistent. So they know that if they go to the office that you have in, in Granville or XYZ, but they go to the same office in Hudsonville, they're going to get the same experience, right? You're visible, they know you, and they know if they go to an office that your name is on, they're going to get the same experience, okay? When you have that, when you're visible and consistent, you're also triggering people. There's so many times I am going shopping and at the local store and I see a patient, hey, Dr. Lily, how are you doing? I need to get in. And a week or two later, they're in or they call and make an appointment. Why did that happen? Because they saw me and it triggered them. You have to be visible for people to remember you. That's why we market year-round, okay? They come once a year. They're on a cycle. But you want to say in the forefront of their mind, and then when they come in and see you, they get the same consistent experience. Because if they're in a pinch, they go somewhere else, and it's different, they don't like it, they're not going there again, they're going to go see you, all right? Be consistent. If you're always different every time, they see a different doctor every time, you're not building that emotional connection. You're not building your brand. It's not consistent. They're not going to see you as anything more than a commodity. Okay? I read a book recently, and they said that when we were putting a spaceship, putting things on Mars, or a space rover, I don't know what it was, something went to Mars, you know what also increased in sales? Mars candy bars. Nothing related, but the fact that Mars was in the news cycle... Mars candy bar sold. So you want to be more than a commodity, be visible, be consistent. All right. Next thing. This is a little counterintuitive. It puts a lot of uh, emphasis on you, but you should be involved in everything that you do. All right. Whether it's the marketing, whether it's the uh, branding that you're putting out there, being out in the public, going to volunteering, you need to be the focus of this. Why is that? It keeps you authentic. I don't care where you're at. If you do you, if you're the person that is visible and out there, no one can compete with you. No one is going to do you like you. All right. Now you start sending office managers out there. You're uh, sending out different staff members or, you know, random stock photos are in your marketing. You start to look like everyone else. Nobody can do you like you. All right. You have to be involved in everything. Now, I know what you're saying is that's not scalable. I can't, I can't keep that up, and we can't get that to scale. One, how many of you are going to scale, truthfully? I'm sure a majority of people that listen to this podcast are hoping that one day they start a practice. Right? You haven't even started one yet. When you get to two, three, four, then we can talk about being scalable. Until we get to that point, come on, let's make one office really awesome. 
don't worry about scaling. And you have to set the set the tone. There's going to be a time when you're so big that you can't be involved in everything. I get it. We adjust and we adapt. But if you can be involved, be involved. Okay? Now, last thing. I think this is a really important thing for health, mental health, keeping you happy, enjoying what you do, but also to not being a commodity. And that's focus on what you enjoy versus what you're good at. Ooh, what what do you mean? Well, what are you passionate about? I'm really good with kids. I feel like, like at least parents tell me that. I get a lot of kids that want to have appointments. I don't like doing exams on kids. It's not really fulfilling to me. It's not good. It's not growing my business like I like. And I like my kids, other people's kids. It's just hard to put up with some of the, you know, they're afraid. They're scared. They're crying. We're sitting there half the time and not getting any results. I get it. My kids do it too, right? But a whole day of that, no. If I could make it now so I didn't see kids until, you know, they're 15, 16, 17, and I wouldn't lose a beat if I'd stay, keep my, you know, my patient base, aside from the you know, younger kids, I would do it. Now, with where I'm at, with the families I see, the brand I've kind of built, it's hard for me to do that. But your passion and your energy are contagious. Your staff knows when you're excited to see certain patients, okay? I'm excited to see a dry eye valve. I'm excited to see a scleral patient. You know, that gives me juice, gives me energy. I enjoy seeing my red eyes. What's going on? What can we do? When we're medical lately, I've been very excited. You sell what you're sold on. So if you're bought in, if you love it, you're going to have a better office that supports it. And that's contagious. And that is what your staff's going to put out there. That's what the patients are going to experience. That cannot be duplicated, my friends. Your staff, your patients, they know. Find what you actually enjoy and do a ton of that. All right. So those are the ways you can avoid being commodity. My worst nightmare in eye care is them thinking that they can go anywhere down the road and get the same experience, the same level of care that I'm giving. I fail to do my job if they come to see me and they think I'm the same as someone else. All right. That's what I have. We'll have more for you next week. All right, my friends, a little office talk. Well, office has been been good, all right? I have five staff members. I'm trying to hire uh, six, and I, I mind you, I was up to eight. I'm down to five, I'm trying to get to six and just going to stay steady with that. It's been interesting because I've had to change my business model, okay? I used to be a lot of a volume, a lot of managed care. I've really increased my medical. Uh, for every hour, I'm seeing at least one medical exam. So throughout the day, I see two comprehensives, and then one will be a dry eye eval, one will be a diabetic patient, one will be a glaucoma eval, but we're getting more and more medical. I think that's going to sustain. That's the long-term goal of my office is to be more medically oriented. All right, I'm trying to... S- now, again, I'm not going to get rid of it because it's a big part of what we do, but trying to separate what I do from my glasses, from my contacts. Now, again, I spent the past 10 years building my optical. Literally, that is all I really focused on. So it's not like 
I'm saying optical is not important. I will not tell you that. Optical is very important. Look at past episodes, and I have tons of stuff about how you can make your optical better, how you can get your staff to uh, be more efficient in optical. I love optical. However, I've built it. It's there. Let's build this medical side. Okay? So I'm really going hard on glaucoma, macular degeneration. Okay? I got my new OCTA. And let's, let's get that thing moving. Let's use it, right? So a lot of glaucoma, a lot of macular degeneration. Uh, I do sclerals. I love sclerals. It's just, it's such a small market. It's really hard to that be a huge niche, but I'm one of the only doctors in the area that does it. I have patients routinely that travel far and wide to come get uh, sclerals for me. So I, I still love that, okay? Dry eye, huge opportunity in my mind. One, no, nobody really likes to treat it. Two, it's in the optometrist wheelhouse because we can do it end to end. We can do it pretty much everything. And then also there's a huge need. Look at what we have for digital device use. Look at what we have for dry. I kid you not. Look at your patient's lids. We have a lid hygiene issue in this world. I would dare say 9.5 out of 10 patients that come through my door have some kind of lid hygiene issue if they're 25 or older. I'm not joking. It's everywhere. My booming gland dysfunction. Are you pressing on those lids and seeing what's coming out? Either nothing or thick toothpaste like my boom. It's not good. Okay. So huge, huge uh, opportunity. I've added the tear care, added an IPL, going big. Let's go after it. I don't do things halfway. All right, I'm working on setting up a protocol. My staff knows I'm jacked up for it. They're excited. They like it because I'm also incorporating the aesthetic side, okay? Uh, Some of the makeups, some of the other things that go with dry eye and that aesthetic, like that med spa feel. It's going to be big. Follow me. Watch what's happening. I'm making more and more social media content. I'm making more YouTube videos for my office. Check it out. See what's going on. But that's what I'm focusing on. That's how I'm going to grow. All right. I am going to continue to be aggressive. The economy might be up or down. When other people are afraid, we need to be aggressive. When people are greedy, you have to be more conservative. This is a time to expand your office, to make a move, to grow something that no one else wants to right now or no one else has the guts to do. They're afraid, they're worried, they ran an inefficient business. If you did this right, now's the time to grow. Let's go after it. Random note, doing a lot of interviews. I'll tell you this right now. I had a potential interviewee, you know, say, hey, I live pretty far away and I work too late. Is there any chance we could do a Zoom interview? Nope, zero chance. There's too much that you can get, that you get from seeing a person face-to-face, right? If you are doing Zoom interviews and you're not meeting with a with a staff member or whatnot, I think you're losing out on one of the most important things. You need to see how they interact with people. You need to see how they are when they're in a room with a person. All right. We've gotten very good at just looking at a screen or having these Zoom calls, talk, not even talking on the phone, just these Zoom calls or FaceTime, whatever uh, your weapon of choice is. And that's not how we deliver patient care. And that's not what patients want when they're in the office. All right. There's a level of humanness that we have to maintain. Don't do Zoom. Do face-to-face interviews. 
I'll let you know how that goes. But we're building something huge here. I hope you're excited for 2023. I'm excited for 2023. Stay tuned. I'll keep you filled in on the details. We'll have more for you next week. Where, oh where, has the time gone? Word to the closing thought of the episode. Today I will leave you with this. Alright, really thought about this a lot the past few days, or past few weeks, and the story is more important than money. Okay? What is your story? What are you creating? Okay? At the end of the day, we all love the journey. Think about when you were in undergrad, And you wanted to be an optometrist, right? All you could think about was getting there, having your own practice, doing it, doing it right, right? But I look back and man, it was fun going through optometry school and not realizing how much opportunity was at your fingertips. Like knowing what I know now, if I went through optometry school again, I would have been just as intense, but I would have been much more focused on I would have done a lot more with disease, sclerals, learned as much as I can on certain areas of interacting with patients, uh, certain protocols that I use every day that I've had to relearn. I would have just went hardcore into that, right? But I didn't know, and it was all new. And I think that's why it's fun, because you don't know. Like hindsight's twenty twenty. Oh, I wish I would have focused on this. I wish I would have done that. But man, when I was in the moment, I enjoyed the heck out of it. That's kind of what we're doing right now. At some day, we're going to be the old gray hairs. We're going to be done. You know, you have some young buck trying to come and take a piece of your market. But you lived your journey. You rode the roller coaster. You went up and down. And they can't take that away from you. Did you enjoy it? Or did you just stack a bunch of money, get done, and have nothing to show for it? Money will not fulfill you like that journey will. Like, Good or bad, you look at all these studies on happiness and, you know, after a bad thing or you fail or something happens, three months down the road, you've justified it, you're just as happy, and you go on. Experience trumps safety. Get some experience, my friends. That's what I got for you. Dr. Lily out. We want to thank you for listening to today's episode and hope that you found a pearl to apply to your practice. We believe as a community, there is much wisdom to be shared. So if you have questions, suggestions, or requests, we want to know. Feel free to reach out to us via social media and leave a comment or email us at theultimateodpodcast at gmail.com so we can make this podcast even better for you. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review, and we'll catch you again next week.